Hi, I'm David Spears, host of Insiders, and our new podcast, Insiders Back to You. Every Friday, a couple of other ABC journalists and I answer your questions about the latest news and the things about politics that have always puzzled you. This is your chance to set the agenda and tell us what matters to you. To hear more, search for Insiders Back to You now. Hi, I'm Sam Hawley, coming to you from the lands of the Gadigal people. This is ABC News Daily. As the Treasurer, Jim Chalmers, prepares to deliver Labor's first budget, he's made it clear he'll be acting with an abundance of caution. That'll mean there'll be very little to assist Australians with the surge in the cost of living. Today, we look at one area of concern, the rapid increase in rental costs, and ask business reporter Emily Stewart if the government can do anything to help, and if it will. Emily, it sounds like a bit of a nightmare at the moment if you're having to rent. It's even been described as being like the Hunger Games. It's pretty miserable out there for renters, Sam. I've spoken to quite a few um, of people trying to to get into housing. They've made dozens, even hundreds of rental applications in some cases, and they're just not able to, to get in. So it's pretty horrible. Um, people are living in garages, living in cars. You know, I've spoken to a single mum with a newborn who's couch surfing uh, and families who just can't find a rental so they're staying with family. So it's just very, very difficult time for people with few properties available and at the same time rents are going up. Mm, Even for current renters it's difficult, isn't it, because of those rents going up. So people have got a property but then the rent goes up and they can no longer afford it. Exactly. So one one man I spoke to is a pensioner, Gordon Balfour-Haynes. Well, I've actually done the move. Um, I'm on the north coast now gathering my furniture to take back down. He ended up having to move about 900 k's uh, across the country to find an affordable house. He was living um, in the same rental for about five years, but his landlord increased the rent by $100 a week and it was going to take up 90% of his pension. There was no point in looking up here. I'd I'd looked for six months. Uh, There was just nothing that uh, would cost me less than my entire pension. So ended up just um, finding something, you know, on, on the internet, on Gumtree and moving across the country just, just to find a house that he could afford. I'd spent uh, the last uh, 30 years or so, maybe 40 years, very much as a community builder and uh, now I've had to leave all that behind. There goes all my community connections. Uh, I even had to leave my partner behind. $100 a week, I mean, that's a that's a really substantial increase in somebody's rent. It sounds like it's a pretty desperate situation for a lot of people right now. Mm. What has changed in the past 12 months that's leading to this? Well, we've seen some of the biggest rent hikes in about two decades. 
And what's really startling about this rental crisis is that it's so widespread. So we're hearing from people across all the cities and regional areas too that, you know, they're seeing these these high prices and this lack of supply. So a lot of it's because of COVID, of course. So since the pandemic started, we've seen rents go up, you know, 30, 40, even 50% in some areas. And a lot of the time it's those, those coastal areas that have been seeing the highest price increases. What's happening there? Why is it increasing so much? So the coastal areas, of course, we, you know, we saw during COVID a lot of people moving to those areas. You know, a lot of people migrated to Queensland. Um, you know, people wanted more space. They they wanted to get away from lockdowns in Melbourne and Sydney. And, you know, the coastal areas, of course, are often regional areas. And, and it's been a really interesting situation, actually, where rents were already starting to rise in regional areas before COVID. And so now we're seeing in some places rents in regional areas are taking over the the prices in capital cities. For instance, in Queensland, it can be cheaper to rent in Brisbane than it can be in some regional areas, which is pretty staggering. And of course, regional areas have often fewer houses in, in some of these regional towns. And often a lot of people buy when they move to a regional town or they had in the past. Um, and so a lot of people own. So there's just fewer rentals on the market, uh, you know, and then there's been building issues and supply issues too. And and so this, this increase in prices has really priced out a lot of locals from their own area, which is also causing a lot of concern. Mm, so COVID's really had a huge impact. I mean, what else has COVID done to lead to this shift in the rental market? Mm. So it's it's really all about supply and demand when it comes to the rental market. And basically, there just aren't enough rental properties. So we're seeing vacancy rates at really low levels. They're sitting at just over 1% now, but we saw them get down under 1% nationally in, in August. So during COVID, what happened was people didn't want to live, you know, in share houses or with housemates. They wanted their own space, you know, for, for health and safety reasons. And because so many of us were working from home, we needed that extra space. So the number of households actually increased. So that meant people, you know, were looking for more rentals. Then at the same time, we've seen the actual property prices increase so much. A lot of investors have sold to try and take advantage of that. You know, some real estate agents saying that they're, they're seeing only one-fifth the number of properties listed that they were last year. So a lot of those long-standing rentals have now been sold. Of course, we're seeing interest rates moving and, and not everyone can afford to, to buy an investment property. And then, of course, one of the biggest issues we're seeing is that competition from, from short-term rentals. So a lot of investors are seeing that they can make more money renting it out on a short-term site rather than to a long-term rental. So it's it's just so many different factors contributing to this huge sort of once-in-a-generational rental crisis. Mm, so shifting from a long-term rental to something like Airbnb and you just get a hell of a lot more money. Exactly. It really sounds like a picture where renters don't have a lot of power. So what can they actually do? Mm, well, of course, there are legislation in place to protect tenants. Mm. And 
it's it's different in every state and territory. Um, for instance, in New South Wales, you, a landlord can end a lease with no reason at the moment. But in Victoria, there are some stronger rules. There's been some changes already. Uh, landlords can't kick tenants out without a valid reason. They they can't invite rental bids, you know, where someone says, oh, well, I'll pay an extra $30 a week to secure this property. You can't do that anymore. And, you know, pets are allowed and there are minimum standards. So what we're seeing is other states and territories really wanting to see some reforms. I move that a bill be introduced for an act to amend the Residential Tenancies Act 2010 to prohibit no grounds... In New South Wales, we've seen the Greens put forward a bill to end those no-cause evictions. New South Wales is in a rental crisis that is worsening by the day. Every single day, renters are being hit with massive rent increases. They're too fearful to negotiate or ask for basic repairs because of the constant threat of being evicted. The rental vacancy rate is at record lows... And the same in the ACT too. So it's really important for for renters to be aware of your legal rights, uh, to check in with your region's consumer affairs organisation. And there are tenants' rights organisations that often give advice and information about what to do if you feel like you're not being fairly treated. And hopefully we'll see some reforms that could help sort of level that playing field a bit Mm. and giving a bit more power back to renters. What about on a, on a national level, on a wider level? What could actually be done to help renters? Because it just doesn't seem very fair at the moment. Well, economists and social services groups, they've called for an increase in the Commonwealth rental assistance to help people on low incomes to get into housing. But the housing minister, Julie Collins, has actually ruled that out already. Um, The Greens have also proposed a rental freeze, which would mean landlords couldn't increase rent for two years. They say that would allow income to to catch up to the surging costs. Um, But economists say that a rent cap wouldn't, you know, necessarily fix the crisis. It could actually turn off investors and developers from, from building new properties and from investing in properties. Uh, and the government doesn't seem to really support this idea of a rental freeze. So, Emily, there's a budget coming down tonight. Will there be anything there for renters? We're unlikely to see much in this space. You know, there's been a lot of talk coming from the Treasurer about childcare, about skills, about supply chain issues. Haven't heard much about housing, so there's not a huge expectation that there'll be a solution in, in the budget. But back in May, you know, the PM did um, have these election commitments. One of them was the shared equity scheme um, where low and middle income earners, they could buy a house with about a 2% deposit and the government would kick in about 40% of the equity. There was only about 10,000 places, so that might not sort of solve the issue on its own. Another promise was around building 30,000 houses. But, you know, the waiting list for social housing is at about 164,000. So there are things that could happen, but we'll have to wait and see what's in the budget. Mm, So if there's no immediate action that can fix this or help renters out, what comes next? Rents have gone up 20% this year. Will they go up 20% next year? It possibly it could. There's some some economists are predicting ten percent. We don't really know how high um, prices can go. So far, there's no sign of those prices slowing down. We've still got all these supply side issues. We're going to see more demand. We're getting more migration from overseas, and that's just going to increase that demand. 
there is a point, of course, where prices can't just keep rising. And, you know, that's all to do with supply and demand and, and people's willingness or ability to pay. You know, renters are going to keep cutting back on other things and eventually they'll have to move into share houses and households will get larger again um, or they'll move back in with family. So, you know, eventually it might take 12 or 18 months, but people will be priced out of those properties. People won't be applying for properties and eventually prices will have to come down. Emily Stewart is a business reporter based in Melbourne. The Treasurer, Jim Chalmers, says his first budget will be solid and sensible at a time when inflation is the primary threat to people's living standards. And we'll be bringing you a special budget episode of ABC News Daily from inside the Treasury lockup. Look for that in your feed this evening. This episode was produced by Sydney Peed, Flint Duxfield and Chris Dengate, who also did the mix. Our supervising producer is Stephen Smiley. I'm Sam Hawley. You can find all our episodes of the podcast on the ABC Listen app. To get in touch with the team, email us on abcnewsdaily at abc.net.au. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.